Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm, I was going to say I'm very well, but I'm actually not that well. Oh, no. What's wrong? <laughs> well, I've got a cold. I'm actually much better. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so exactly. Um, but it wasn't the usual horrible one. It was a minor one. So yeah. I'm on I'm the sure mend. You're just being brave. Yeah, well, no, I, I really, it really was a minor one, and I'm, I'm on the mend. Good. What about Very you? Good. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, I'm fine. I think I can't really remember what happened this week, but I feel it was all good. Oh, I know a very fabulous thing. We employed a gorgeous person to be our assistant on the project I'm doing with Judith Clark. So that was very marvellous. Oh, very good. Yes. So that was very good. And I enjoyed... Did you see Lady Hale's spider brooch? I enjoyed that. <laughs> yes. I. Someone actually at work caught me in while I was walking to my office and said, you must see that brooch, you must oh, see really? that brooch, yeah. And then send me a link. Yeah, no, it was fabulous. It really was, because I'm working at home. I've been, because there's just so much going on every day in politics, yeah. I, I just have the news channel on kind of in the background. And like the second she appeared, I photographed it because it's just too good. Beautifully placed. I loved her black with black velvet stripes. Very somber and kind of, I don't know, kind of Dutch, Netherlandish, 17th century. Yeah. And then that sparkly spider it was i felt it looked like it was her familiar i don't know if you can have spiders as a familiar can you have any any animal or do you have to have a cat as a what a familiar you know witches have a familiar oh i didn't know oh i didn't know that yes oh and it just seemed because it just seemed like it was her friend who would you know act with her well, there was um, the Crafts Council the Friday before last week. They send this weekly newsletter and they always have amazing, you know, it's just sort of what happened this week sort of thing. You, someone yeah. crocheted a whole um, jungle and, you know, that kind of thing. It really is amazing sometimes what people do. And um, the sh- they, they linked to a whole article about her and her brooches. But then I don't know which website exactly it was, but it was some sort of legal website. So I I looked at all the pictures, it was all mainly pictures and saying, you know, and then she wore this and then she wore this. And then the vitriol below it, it was just incredible. Really? Well, it was all about, yeah, just because she's a woman, you're writing about her clothes. And, and I thought, come on, this was just a sort of nice piece about someone well, who obviously, who obviously does matters. think about it. Yeah. It matters. And... Mm. I mean, frankly, then I was also thrilled the next day on the news channel when Lord Heseltine had a silk tie with bees on it. Ah, interesting. Yes. So excuse me, vitriolic misogynists, but I also noticed the men. Yeah, And it was a very good tie and it was very interesting that he had bees. That's very interesting. uh, That passed me by. Oh, and bitches, I just looked up familiar, okay? So they're familiar spirits or animal guides, and they were believed to be supernatural entities that would insist witches and cunning folk in their practice of magic. Ooh, that sounds Ooh. very interesting. I know. Do we need one? Do we need... Well, I'm wondering if Coda is mine. Or maybe. Can I have a parrot? Oh, God, you absolutely can. Good. I mean, you should have a parrot anyway. Yeah. But you should definitely have a familiar. 
Okay. He's a parrot. Okay. But yes, I think, I mean, let's just stop with the whole clothes aren't important. Let's comment on all clothing that is commentable. Yeah. And I think we also acknowledge she was super articulate, clear and incisive. Yes. Mm. And spoke truth and power to her for that. Yes. And she was the total package by dressing to express her power as well. Yes. So, uh, commenters being rude. Yeah. Mm. We don't like that. No. And then the other thing I have to say, especially as I'm so down on the whole fashion show thing currently, was, oh my God, Christian Lacroix and Dries were Yes. Isn't that, that actually made me really feel so much better. I know. I, I just cried when I saw. I know. I didn't even. I until this morning. I this morning actually only l looked at the pictures, but I just saw the headline and thought, "Oh, this is so nice. This is yes. this is so perfect." It really is because I love both of them, mm. and Dries just such kind of calm beauty and joy in clothes, and you feel him. Like, I really hate it when designers say, I love women and I dress women that I love. Because you always just think, oh, just stop right now. Because it's such a trite thing to say. But with his clothes, there's just a feeling of love of the clothing and love, it, love of what clothing can do. And then bringing gorgeous Christian Lacroix in and just the feathers, the yes. feathers in the hair, we really need that. Mm. And um, I also really oh like the sort of mixture of um, sometimes you know, beautiful um, beautiful printed fabrics, shiny fabrics, and then a sweatshirt or something, you I, know, quite... That is, like, my favourite thing. Mm, there I was, really... a, like, a grey with grey sweatshirt, I think, with a sort of beautiful curved um, sort of glittery embroidery around the neck and then pink ruffly pants. Mm. Oh, my word. And there was a lovely pink ruffly parka. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, don't remember that. I need to have I mean, another so look. so many, but it, that was the thing that, that it was, it was so spectacular. It was so joyful. Mm. But you gen, I mean, it was just so wearable at the same time. It was like, it was like a masterclass in fashion that excites you, that you want everything, that makes you feel differently. As you say, it was like it made you happy. And then seeing the two of them together, oh, my word. Mm. Yeah, and also I, I know there are a lot of collaborations in fashion, but it, I don't know. I think when I read about today, they also said they didn't want it to be like just a communications thing. Or it, yeah. No, it was a, you could see it was a deep coming together mm. of two fabulous people. And really it was interesting because it made you realise the similarities between the two that, that I would not have thought no. of otherwise. No. And also... How brilliant that nobody knew about it. I know it's it's one of these these things where once once you know it, you think, duh, it yes. this is so perfect. <laughs> why why yeah. why has this not been thought of before? But, exactly. But it hasn't, so yeah. And and the Dries Van Noten, the Dries documentary is one of my favourite fashion films and now I want Christian angry. Dries. Yeah. Mm. Please. Can mm. we can we have the film, the book, the everything, mm, please, yeah. of this. And there is not one on him, on Christian Lacroix. 
on him no, his own, is there? Mm. There should be. There should be mm. books and exhibitions yes. and just mm. everything. Mm. I think partly because he doesn't own his name anymore, which which I can hardly bear to say because it's so awful. Mm. Yeah. But and in, in the article I read, he said he's obviously wanted to do this, but he doesn't really want to do fashion anymore. Um, well, he does the beautiful costumes. Yes, for theatre. Yeah, that's what yes. he wants to do. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, whatever he wants to do, just blessings upon him. He yes. is such a wonderful, lovely person. And, and just thank you to both of them for such gorgeousness. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And we extra need it in these times. Yeah, that was a real light in the It really in was. The darkness. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Mm. Especially me with my news channel in the background. Yeah. It was like... And so, the weather. That. Yes. Mm. It was, as, yes, it was like this kind of explosion of happiness. So mm. we, we love them. Yes. Oh, my word. And that's me. So what have you been thinking about? Well, I, I've been, I'm working on a project at the Museum of London and as part oh. of that I bought this DVD of a film called The Harder They Come. Oh, I've, I want to see that. I've never seen that. No, I'd never seen it. And um, I think it came up in my project as because it's got, so it's, it's this film that came out in 72, as you know, in Jamaica. And it was filmed in Jamaica. And it has, at the same time, they released a soundtrack as a record. And it's apparently, it's always said that it first sort of brought reggae to people outside of um, the Caribbean islands. So that's what it's often sort of mainly known for. And the main main person in it is um, Jimmy Cliff, who's, uh, yeah. So that's, I think, well, maybe that's why a lot of people know. I don't know. But anyway, so I, I wanted to see it. And it, it is pretty amazing. I, it's, it's got so many interesting things about it. So it's, it was shot, directed by someone called Perry Hensel, who was actually born in Jamaica, but he's white. And he, his family was actually managing, I think, a sugarcane estate. Oh, um, so he wrote the script as well, but together with a black playwright. But he, so it is, all, all the protagonists, there are a few white people in the film, but not many. It's, it's all, um, many of them, I think most of them, if not all of them, amateur actors, so no one... I think I think Jimmy Cliff had some experience also. So the story is that uh, Jimmy Cliff plays this this young man who comes from the country to Kingston because his grandmother dies, and his mother is in Kingston, but his mother doesn't think very highly of him. So that's how the film starts. But I've just sort of watched bits of it again yesterday, and even you see so much of Kingston, which is amazing. So there's a lot a lot of street scenes, and the way it starts, it is just this juxtaposition it sort of starts with um the beach and the sea which is what you know most people would have known and apparently a james bond film had been recently shot there so it's sort of this particular view of jamaica as a holiday resort and then you see this bus a sort of bumbling old looking bus bumbling along um, towards kingston and it it passes all these billboards and also petrol station, and it's all American, you know, it's all Shell. So gasoline, there's an advertisement for a cognac, and um, later on there's an advertising for Pan Am Airlines, I think. So it's, you know, without saying anything, you can, it's a sort of 
um, different sort of form of colonization, I guess. Yes. So, yeah. you know, without making this sort of super explicit, it and I only, yeah. I only saw this really properly when I saw it the second time. And basically the story is based on a story of an earlier, a real person in Jamaica who was a who killed three people but became some sort of a folk hero and famously had a sort of photograph taken so and and which was then shown in the newspaper and that becomes one of the big things in the film he didn't have anything to do with the music business but in this film jimmy cliff wants to become a musician and at some point in the film he sort of cuts the record which is the harder they come and then he finds out how corrupt the music business is because the people who own the record studio say, um, you need to sign this contract and I'll pay you twenty pound a dollars and that's it. You know, whether this becomes a hit or not, that's oh all all you're gonna get. And he doesn't wanna do that at first, but then he does it and then you see the um record producer saying to someone, you know, send it to a few DJs but don't push it and then the guy says, But it's a really good record and he says, Yeah, I know, but this this guy is really difficult and I don't want to build him up. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and at some point he says, Don't forget I make hits. I tell the DJs what to play, not the public. I make the hits here. So that happens. He slashes someone with a knife who wants to take away something from him. So he is lashed by the police. And that's like a sort of seminal experience. He doesn't want that ever happen again. And then he gets into the drug trade. And then he also finds out that in the drug trade, um, they pay money to the police. Um, so the police protects them and he doesn't want to do that anymore and then he they they go after him anyway so he then also becomes this sort of folk hero Um, he shoots quite a lot of people so he's not a sort of nice guy by any stretch of imagination but then when once he becomes this sort of criminal in a way they start playing the the record producer then sends out his record oh my goodness so yeah, as you can imagine, it doesn't it doesn't end well the whole the whole thing, but the interesting there's sort of lots of interesting things. Partly, as I already said, it's it's partly like a documentary. So yeah. so early on, you see when he's sort of down and out and he doesn't quite know what to do yet. You see people sort of picking things out from a sort of massive rubbish dump, and that is is not um, acted or anything. That's just what sort yes. of happened. But it also there's a long scene when his record becomes quite big. They that is shot on the streets of Kingston, and you see all these people holding these tiny little transistor radios against oh, their ear. Wow. Yeah, it's really great. And the soundtrack is in the back, and then you just you obviously assume that they're all listening to that song, which are probably yes. aren't in real life. But <laughs> and it hadn't really occurred to me. I mean, the transistor radio apparently came out in the fifties. So it would have been, you know, relatively new, I guess, in the early in the early seventies. Well, fifteen yes. years is not that new, but how revolutionary that must have been that you. I just hadn't really occurred to me before. No, no, it must have been that because it's such. It, it's clearly so meaningful being able to carry music with you, mm. and even if it was, can you hear this bird? There's like a bird going no. insane in the garden. Uh, okay, we'll ignore that. That, yeah, it's so sort of interesting that, yeah, that, like a transistor radio, which seems so kind of elderly now. Yeah. And, yes, the idea that that was like this wonderful thing you could have with you. Yeah. 
And they and have what these. What about their clothes? Bit? Yeah, their clothes. So um, at the beginning, and for a lot of the time, actually, we wear sort of jeans and and a, and a t-shirt or open-necked sort of polo-type shirts. So there is an earlier scene which I should mention where he knows his record is going to play in this dance hall that night. So he wants to go and see what the reaction to it is. And he has a girlfriend. They don't have any money. She sits on the bed in their one-room tiny little shack and she says, I'm so tired, I'm not coming with you, I've been trying to to find jobs all day. And he has bought her a silver mini dress. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and he said, oh, look at it, it's sexy, you should wear it. And she says, I've been walking. She just keeps saying, I'm tired, I'm tired. Yes. And while all this is going on, you watch him getting dressed. So in the background, you've got some of her stuff. You've got some. It's really nice, nicely done. I, I haven't found a credit for the dress, but I think the art direction is the, the wife of the director, Sally Hansel. Right. But so there are these little, you know, handbags, and um, there's like a house coat hanging on the on the back of the door, etc. So he's in front of the mirror, and he he always wears this sort of quite flamboyant necklace with. Um, I think it's like a silver bit of coral or it's a tooth. I'm not quite sure what it is at the yeah. end. So so then he's he's wearing these high-waisted, very tight um, pinstripe trousers, flared. And Fabulous. he's Yeah, and he's putting on on top of that an animal print sort of satiny shirt, which he leaves open quite a bit at the top. And then also he, fabulous. Yes, and then he has a short black waistcoat made out of some man-made material it sort of looks like sort of some shiny plastic maybe again with a sort of animal um hide structure or alligator structure and then he wears you don't see that at that point but you see it later he's got alligator boots and a sort of big white cap so wow, the combination yeah there. yeah it is quite on and then he puts on at the last thing before he goes out so she doesn't go, come with him he puts on his sort of ray-ban-esque glasses sunglasses Excellent. so then you be, you're in the dance hall and but um, can i just yeah can sure. i just pause a minute yeah tell me about the silver dress that he bought her but she doesn't wear he does you don't see much so he oh. yeah so it's it's on in a in a sort of still folded up from him getting it from the shop on the on the table and then he just sort of picks it up and just sort of unfolds it a bit but she you know she doesn't want to know so it doesn't play a big a big part but then you go into the dance hall and you see um all the people that are dancing there and that's quite a long long scene a lot of the time some scenes are very very long but you know in a really in a really good way and there are people wearing all sorts of different kind of kind of things you know quite 70s sort of gabardine type looking tight trousers and silky blouses um but also yeah dresses it's sort of all, all sort of different kind of things um but then his clothes come up again in this in this famous scene and it starts off you know when the old fashioned plate cameras you, you see things upside down when you look oh, through yes. them. So at first, you just see in the middle of the screen, quite small, this sort of upside down, blurry image wow. of him. And you can sort of make out it's him. And then it changes to actually showing him in the photo studio. And he again wears the same outfit. And he often has two guns, two pistols. So he's holding two pistols in his hand and he strikes all these poses. 
and then one of the men sort of is also on the on the poster of the film and it's wow. it's really it's really fantastic and they sort of mix it up a little bit with photos from actually sort of looks a bit like Jimmy Cliff promo photos um, oh, how interesting. yeah and then he sends off this sort of photo to the newspaper because no one can find him um, but he keeps you, you see this graffiti all the time all over Kingston that's saying I was here but I disappear um, oh I like that yeah and while he's in the photo studio there's a knock on the door and he opens the door um, he's already threatened the person who's taken the photographer so because he he wanted the photos quicker so he goes to the door and you think oh my god what's going to happen and he just says to the guy outside have they found him and the guy says oh I know they haven't found him but I don't I don't want them to find him I think he's great and he says okay you can come in and then the guy realizes who he is and he asks for an autograph um oh wow yeah so and then there's also one other scene where he goes to a hotel and he wears, a, I think it looks like dark brown suede, but could be could be velvet. So again, flared trousers, matching waistcoat. This time it's quite a long waistcoat up to, down to the hip, I think. And then he wears this beige shirt underneath and it's got the longest collar you can possibly oh. imagine. I think it goes down to um, sort of chest height. And one side of it is sort of wavy. It's just absolutely massive collar. Wow. I love the exaggeration in menswear at that period. It reminds me of the incroyable. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And, and I, it's kind of a similar thing of like resistance through exaggeration. Yeah. And just like, ha, I look fancier than you. Yeah. And Which is always a good riposte to anything, really. Yes. And I, I think the men's clothes... Well, maybe that's one. There are a few things, you know, one could criticize. And the women, um, they they don't quite fail. What is this test when women only talk about men? Yeah, um, I don't think it's quite like that. But um, they they just play a march, quite a marginal role in the film. Yeah. And the same goes, you know, for their clothes. They're not as fabulous as the men, I would say. Uh. Yeah. Interesting. And the other interesting thing was um, when it was came out in Jamaica, it was massively successful. They had this big cinema which held 1,500 people and it was full all the time. And I think at the first night they had all these dignities coming and they couldn't even get in. The, the <laughs> director almost couldn't get in. It was just... Wow. It was just... They showed sort of pictures and there were some extras on the DVD. How crazy. But then... He had such a hard time getting it distributed, and he actually it was shown uh, in Brixton. In I I feel like I, when you mentioned it, I, I had this feeling that I'd seen pictures of it, but maybe that's my imagination. So he he came to England. So he then apparently spent six years traveling to forty three countries trying to promote oh my his film. Goodness. And when he came to England, when they showed it in Brixton at the I think I don't think it was called the Ritzy then, but, no, but that, that building, that cinema, yeah. He said there were like six people in it, oh and in the film, the director says that the people in England they didn't want this portrayal 
or they didn't oh, you know oh that's interesting said because it is mainly you know it's, it, it, the main character is a criminal it shows yeah. a, a lot of it is about the drug trade you know people live in quite ramshackle places so oh. and then he sent you know he was stood around give, gave out a lot of flyers and stuff and then more and more people were were coming and it, it became more popular i thought that was yeah that was interesting as well really interesting of of like perceptions and and the the kind of needs of communities in this country yes of yeah who are facing such racism when they at that period yes. how interesting mm. wow yeah, I so it's, yeah, it's definitely, I can lend it to you. It's definitely, yeah, worth, worth watching for various it reasons. It sounds really, really interesting. And yes, we, yes, I do, I do appreciate that style of clothing and that, that like fitted but flared pant is yeah. very good. Yeah, mm. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, wow. so that's been my, my week. I well, guess. that's good. Yeah. That's a good week. Yeah. Marvellous. Marvellous. Okay. Okay. Well, I will talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.